on this episode of In The Rack Podcast. You know, if you feel like you're getting screwed, then you just need to do something about it. You know, or you feel like you're not getting the right answers, you need to do something about it. Like if you're getting physical therapy somewhere and you feel like you're getting screwed, you got to find somebody else. You know what I mean? Don't give up on therapy. Don't give up on on the, the profession. Give up on that provider. You know, go find somebody else. You know, and that's what I did. What you got? In the Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to them. Now, let's get into the rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right. Everyone, welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. I am your host, Chad, and with me is my co-host and fellow physical therapist, Nick. Yes, he is with me today. Uh, he I'm hasn't back, been baby. with us I'm for back. a while. I mean, I've been, on, I've been on a little podcast kick on my own, doing my own thing, and Nick's just like taking vacations and having oh. babies and everything. Oh, oh so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking vacation next week, but I've been, I've been busy in here. Yeah, no, my schedule's been pretty busy, but nonetheless, you have been you you've been on your podcast tour. I I respect it. Yep, and we we did miss um, a few, but we also have been pretty good with doing our Reckless in the Rack series, and we missed the last episode, which would have been episode forty, and this would be now episode I believe it's forty five. So that puts us right on schedule right. for yeah, right back um, track. yep, right back into the next Reckless in the Rack series. So. For all of you that have not heard what this is, um, it's where Nick and I get a little quote-unquote reckless in the rack. Um, so uh, basically how it goes is uh, Nick and I, we share stories from our patients and uh, we like to share these stories. Or not ourselves. Only, well, or that's ourselves. true. That's true. It's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little twist in there today. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But basically we share these stories and uh, we like to share these stories not only because they're reckless, but some of these stories may actually sound very familiar. Uh, could sound like your story. So um, you might be able to relate, relate to some of these stories. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of this. So we'll we'll chime in. We'll give our two cents on the story. Um, and it gives you a little um, information, too. Because if, if you sound like this, you know, this story could be relatable to you, then, um, you know, there could be other ways to go about your journey, whether it's wellness, sure. health, fitness, rehab, whatever. Um, we're we're going to, we're going to hit all the, all the points. So, uh, let's start it off, Nick. What, what, what do you got? For, what do you got for your first all story? Right, so I got, I got a story. Um, and, and if any new listeners out there, we give alias names just so we, oh yes, we respect right, all, all right. laws out there. Um, so this individual, we're going to go by uh, beauty rest because this individual really liked to sleep big, big time sleeper. So, Beauty rest came um, with actually pain in both calves and it, you know, felt pretty stiff, pretty tight, but went to actually urgent care early on because they were concerned um, that there might be something going on down there and, and, you know, they ruled out blood clots and things like that. So they did all the appropriate red flag, um, you know, tests. No, negative for blood clot, negative for any, uh, you know, cardiopulmonary issues that may have been influencing like any kind of fluid retention or anything like that in the legs. And then went on to see orthopedic specialists because they ruled out the red flags, which would be typical. And unfortunately, this individual 
Pudirest was told, well, we're not quite sure what it is, but we think it might be compartment syndrome. And compartment syndrome is, is it's, a th- it's, a, it's a real thing for sure. Um, but you also, with any kind of radiating pain down into the calves, you should probably check the back. But compartment syndrome would be very specific to the lower legs. You know, there's too much pressure in, in within the soft tissues of the lower legs. So sometimes it, it is a very urgent situation and that it needs to be treated surgically. Um, but the, the you know, provider proceeded to tell the, tell beauty rest, hey, I think it's compartment syndrome. But why don't you go, you know, try physical therapy for a little bit and we'll just kind of see what happens. Now, I'm glad uh, that providers had come to physical therapy uh, because that meant beauty rest came to us. But unfortunately, there's other people out there that may have seen this uh, provider with similar similar symptoms and, you know, just been told to go home, you know, rest it off. And beauty rest kept dealing with these symptoms, finally did come in. And we got to talking a little bit and I just did a simple test where I had beauty rest go through just some repeated extension on on his stomach Um, and the calves just gradually started going, you know, the pain started going away from the calves. Um, so it was a kind of classic, um, you know, spine, low back, lumbar, um, thing going on where there was some radiating symptoms, nerve compression at the level of the spine. And we went into some extension and offloaded the nerves a little bit and, and the symptoms went away. So it was the conversation of, okay, this is more stemming from the back as opposed to, you know, beauty rest was very concerned about things going on in the calves, you know, my calves, um, is, is it my ankles? Is it, you know, feet, things like that. So, um, it was just a lot of education and saying, okay, we, while your system's calming down, we really need to drive home this extension thing. But then at a certain point, you know, get into the flexion. And unfortunately through the, the Western medical system, they, they didn't even go through any tests like that. And, and I asked beauty rest and there was no even, you know, assessment of, of his movement. It was really just to, oh, poke around, touch, feel. And, you know, we've, we've said on the podcast time and time again that a lot of times the, the site of the pain is not the, you know, the site of the issue, right? So he's having, beauty rest is having issues in the calves, but, you know, it's stemming from his low back, from the back. So we got to look higher up. So as a provider out there, if you're just looking at the source or the, or the site of the pain, you're going to miss the source of it. Right. So we got to look around. We got to assess movement. We have to assess the individual as a whole, ask more questions, be more thorough. And I know, you know, a lot of people going through the insurance model do not have the time to maybe go through all of those tests. But, you know, you can you can give an extra minute or two and and maybe check some some movements and be like, hmm, you know, something's a little fishy. Maybe we need to see, you know, and, and then direct towards the next provider. Luckily, this this provider did say go to physical therapy. So beauty rest was directed the right way, but unfortunately other people out there might get, you know, just sent home maybe with some medications and, you know, anyone who's had any kind of low back issues or spinal issues, you know, nerve related, um, you know, radicular pain shooting down the leg, meds don't work too well, right? For the vast majority of people. Yeah. What's the number one medication (laughs) that is prescribed for patients that have some sort of radiculopathy, whether it's sciatic related or in the arms? What's the what? What's the one know. patient? Oh, you don't know? Is it, no. Oh, I, I thought you, you were you gonna know, be right on. No, I well, I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Like yeah. by research, but by experience, I can say like okay. the yeah. number one like drug that most patients get prescribed is gabapentin. Yeah, I was gonna say gabapentin. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I don't, I mean, I'm not a medical provider. I'm not a medical doctor, right? Yeah. But I honestly have not seen one patient that has had a relief of symptoms with the use of gabapentin. Yeah. Actually, and this is funny, I only bring this up because this comes up so often with almost every single conversation that I have with a patient that is on this medication because the only side effect or the only symptom that patients usually report is brain fog or yeah. they're feeling like lethargic, tired, you know, not themselves. Yeah. And what does the doctor say? Oh, just increase the dose. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. So it's, I just want to bring that up just because if you are feeling that way and that just happens to be a medication that you're on, you might want to talk to your doctor and see if that's okay for you to continue to take because, you know, we can't say, you know, stop, stop taking it. Right. Yeah. But like, I just want to let you know that if that's the way you're feeling, you're not the only one that feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. Advocate for yourself, you know, mm -hmm. ask that question. Yeah. Cause if you're feeling a lot of side effects, chances are, unfortunately, you know, for, cause this is the way a lot of these healthcare providers are taught. You know, if you see a side effect from a med, you give another med, right? Cause they're taught from like a, through a pharmaceutical lens, pharmaceutical bias. So, um, you know, ask, ask questions about your side effects if you are experiencing them and, you know, figure out if there's, if you really need to be on that med, um, or if there's another, another way you can go about it. Yeah. And I, I remember, uh, who you're talking about right now, because we were working right next to each other and we were having this conversation. And while we were having that conversation, um, the patient that I was working on proceeded to talk about the bilateral carpal tunnel surgery that he had <laughs> as I was working on his neck. So, yeah. um, it kind of, it's, it, and it's funny cause I had worked with this guy for probably four or five visits and not once did he even bring up the fact that he even had carpal tunnel surgery. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it's kind of funny how that works, but again, that, that, that is very much the same situation that, that Nick was talking about in terms of, is it really the side of pain? Yeah. Did we just do a carpal tunnel release because I had pain in both of my hands um, was that really the source uh, or the root cause of the problem? Um, I can't I, say, but I would say probably yeah, not. I tell people all the time too, like if, it, you know, even though I'm telling you this, the source or it's stemming from the back, there's probably multiple sites of nerve compression, you know? So you have, uh, you know, say a, a nerve compression at the level of the spine. Well, you may also have a protective muscular response somewhere along that nerve pathway that's also pressing on the nerve. So we need to address that too. And yeah, as much as we need to, um, you know, hone in a lot of attention on the source of it, I think we, we can absolutely spend a little bit of time going to the other areas. And, and that's, a, that's an area where I think a lot of other physical therapists are like, no, I know this is the source. So I'm only going to focus on here. It'd be silly for me to do the other stuff. But if this individual buterus is having calf tightness, as a result of some stuff going on at the back, is it wrong to give him some some calf specific exercises? Absolutely not. No. It's going to make him feel sure. better, right? Sure. But some would argue that no, it's not being caused by his calves; it's by his back. So I'm only going to give him back exercises. It's like, all right, well now we're just getting myopic the other way, right? So, you know, we, you have too many too many extremists out there trying to, um, you know, say it's this, not that, or this is good, this is bad. You know, very, very rarely is anything, you know, that you can do from like a, an exercise there, you know, rehab perspective, bad, right? It's, it's, it's getting them moving. It's getting their body moving. Um, so don't, don't look at it that way. Context is everything. Yeah, exactly. And don't do something because somebody said, yeah, don't waste your time here. Yeah. Don't waste your time here because 
you know, treating, there's nothing wrong with treating symptoms as long as you're treating the root cause of the problem at the, at same, the same time. time you for know? sure. Yep. For sure. Cool. All right. What you got? Oh man. All right. So I wish I could come up with an alias for this person, but I'm just going to be straight up and just say it's me <laughs> that we're talking about. Um, so I've been on this health journey for the last mm, probably year and a half or so, maybe closer to two years. I was your typical person that never went to the doctor, um, never went to the PCP, you know, felt like I had this huge clean bill of health, never had to worry about it. Quite honestly, I was just like the typical person that was just like, eh, I'm not even going to waste my time, right? So uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to go to my doctor for once. I'm going to try to advocate for my health. And um, this was kind of like towards the end of the pandemic. So um, we were kind of still doing some Zoom stuff, which was fine. And uh, finally got an in-office visit and, you know, pretty much was told everything that um, I didn't want to hear, you know, which was you got to change your diet. You know, the doctor pretty much thought I was obese, you know, just from talking to him on the phone because he's looking at my BMI and he's looking at my age and everything else. And, you know, it, it was just kind of more or less. I was kind of really just disappointed with the whole visit overall. I mean, he was a super nice guy. He was a younger guy, and that was kind of the reason why I picked him. Um, but I just felt like he wasn't answering the questions that I was asking. Um, he kind of kept on, you know, going around some of the questions I was asking, like my big thing. And, you know, just just to give you all a little brief history is I got a family history of, of prostate cancer. And that was the main reason why I went in there. I'm like, dude, I want to know that I'm good here, you know? Um, and everything that I brought up to him, he's like, yep, yep. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to do like typical, like doctor response that most people get, you know? So I said, okay, well, can I just get labs done anyways? He's like, yeah, we, we can do them. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, if you want to do them fine, you know? So I ended up getting them and, um, he didn't order any of the labs that were, first of all, specific to prostate, but second of all, specific to like, like metabolic panels or anything like, I didn't know anything that was going on. You know, I just basically got a CBC, um, and just pretty much got the runaround, you know? So I didn't know what I was getting. And then I went to, um, get my, uh, zoom call visit with him and nobody showed up on the other line and, and I rescheduled again. So I said, wow, this is great. This healthcare system is amazing. I got no answers. The doctor pretty much told me that, you know, everything that I didn't want to hear. And it's kind of funny because, you know, we, Nick and I, we're, we're pretty big advocates. Like we kind of stay on top of our research as much as we can. And, you know, I, I know what can make, you know, the, the prevalence of prostate cancer better or worse based on your nutrition, based on your, you know, routine exercise wise and all that other stuff. So, uh, I already knew that, you know, I was, taking pretty good care of myself. And I knew that a lot of the, the skepticism in terms of, you know, what people think actually increases your risk for prostate cancer is actually wrong. Um, and, and it was funny because the, the doctor actually told me, he goes, Hey, uh, just, just do me a favor. Don't do anything that's going to increase your natural testosterone. That was like the, one of the last things he told me after he told me to go on a Mediterranean diet. And I said, okay, what for, what for? And he goes, well, because that can increase your likelihood of, of getting prostate cancer. And I was like, okay, sure. So I left and I knew that that wasn't true and of all the research that I've done. So I kind of just let it go. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It is what it is. The system sucks, whatever. Right. So Nick and I actually attended a conference in Florida. It was the, um, it was, uh, the conference called coached and it was in, uh, 
an awesome facility called BioFit Performance, and they were out of, was it Orlando? No, it wasn't Orlando. Where was it? Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, it was in, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was right, right around, outside, right outside, right outside Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And um, there were a bunch of great speakers there. And one of the speakers there, her name was Allie Gilbert. And uh, she kind of, so first of all, she had this like presence. She had this like, she was, first of all, she's yoked out of her mind. And um, she was, came in this like hot pink, like jacked up Jeep. Her talk was on like testosterone, the testosterone epidemic in men. And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So pretty much everything that she had talked about was pretty much everything that went against what the doctor told me, which, <laughs> which I had known was true, you know? So I'm listening to this and I'm like, man, you know what? I got to talk to her. So I went up to her after she did her presentation and I told her about my situation. She goes, yeah, Chad, you wouldn't understand how many times I hear that. I was like, dude, that's so messed up. So I said, you know what? I want you to coach me. So she goes, great. So she's been my coach since. So probably the last... Was that February, March, April, May, June? I don't know, five, six five months. months yeah. yeah. So she's she's been my coach for about the last five or six months. And about two and a half to three months in, I said, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to her and see if she recommends any PCPs up in my area that I could talk to that like, you know, give a shit, right? Um, so she goes, All right. So she she gave me a uh, a name of a guy that's actually in Tennessee. You know, and, you know, of course, my my insurance sucks, but my insurance isn't covered anyways, and that's totally fine. Like, I get the model. Like, we have the same model here. I'm fine with that, you know? So, I, I've been talking to this guy. His name is Justin, and he's uh, out of uh, a clinic in Tennessee called the, uh, oh, God, figures. I think it's the Restore Restore Clinic, and um, he does a lot of, like, um, like men's health stuff, and he, he pretty much was like, yeah, Chad, we need to order you this panel, this panel, this panel. And the whole time, like I had Allie, my coach on the other line. So like, I felt like I had this good network that was like kind of helping and coaching me through this process. And so we did all the tests. So he got actually, he, he got the results of some of the tests and he goes, Hey, Chad, you know what? Based on these tests, we get to order these tests. And I said, okay, that makes sense. And you know, again, it's like, it was like $200 in total lab fees. Like, big deal, you know, based on your health. Like I have to pay more than that actually when I use my insurance through my doctor's office, which doesn't make any sense. Um, so got those labs. Well, don't you, don't you know, it comes out, I have a thyroid issue and I'm like, well, that's interesting. Nobody ever told me that my (laughs) prostate looked amazing though. Right. So I go in thinking, Hey, I want to just take care of my prostate, come out that I've got a thyroid issue, you know? So um, again, it's not like life threatening or anything like that. And it can totally be dealt with, but like, instead of just taking the approach of, Oh, let's just pump you full of these meds. You know, I'm now on like supplementation to help improve that and take the stress off my thyroid. So that's kind of like where I'm at now. And I would have never been able to get there if it wasn't for like, um, somebody to kind of push me in that direction, you know? So, and that's like part of being like an advocate for your health in general. So I know this doesn't have anything to do with rehab or physical therapy, but you wouldn't, I mean, you'd be surprised about how many people actually talk about like their overall health and wellness in, in here. Like they don't, they don't always just talk about like their knee or their shoulder, you know, there's always other things going on, you know? And when they can hear your story and be like, wow, geez, I guess it's not just me. It's everybody. You know what I mean? And, and how important it is to advocate for yourself. It really does make a difference, you know, because, and, and I've said this before on, on other podcasts, but it's like, yeah, I, I used to blame the provider, but I've now just straight up blamed the system. The system sucks. It doesn't set up anybody for success. 
And, you know, this is coming from experience from, from me because I'm going through it currently. And, you know, if you feel like you're getting screwed, then you just need to do something about it, you know, or you feel like you're not getting the right answers. You need to do something about it. Like if you're getting like physical therapy somewhere and you feel like you're getting screwed, you got to find somebody else. You know what I mean? Don't give up on therapy. Don't give up on, on the, the profession, give up on that provider, you know, go find somebody else, you know, and that's what I did. And, uh, it's been great ever since. So. I guess my take home there is just like, like you say, Nick, you know, just, you got to be your own, you know, you got to be your own medical provider. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be your own, you know, PCP and, and take matters into your own hands. Cause at the end of the day, like these doctors are so busy, they're trying to meet quotas. They're, they're, they're seeing, I mean, on the average, I bet you medical doctors. And I know this only because my cousin's a podiatrist. He sees like 30 to 40 patients a day. Yeah, like how can you see that many patients a day and be able to provide the, necessary like information to every single one of them yeah. you know for most people out there who who um, don't work a job that you know requires you to be interacting with people all the time just imagine that just imagine going and basically introducing yourself to 40 new people right maybe you've known the people before maybe sure. you've seen them maybe they're acquaintances but just imagine that introducing yourself to 40 new people and then having a conversation with them about something important and then on to the next one like that's exhausting exhausting right so you can imagine how 40 so like again i think you know chad used to give me a really hard time about this but i think he's on board now that we need to give these providers the benefit of the doubt because number one they're not being trained in it through schooling you know to to look at things the way that we're talking about and number two they're just straight up overworked that's right right so you need to you know you need to ask the questions. So now the doctor is almost, you know, they're almost forced to have the conversation with you. And at the end of the day, it'll be refreshing for them because it won't be the same mundane over and over and over, you know, them just going through the motions of 40 people in a row, you know, knees, shoulders, whatever, whatever kind of provider they are. But, you know, they're they're struggling themselves. So you can help them out by you asking some questions so they don't have to you know, feel like they have five minutes to dig and, and, and try to find, go searching for treasure with you and your situation. So if you ask the questions, that helps them, that helps guide them in the right direction as well. So it's going to benefit both parties. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And it's not, again, I, I, you're right, Nick. I, I was always on the other line where I was like, man, this provider sucks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and I've been on the other side. It's like, easy to do that. I yeah. know, I know. I, and I should know better, you know? And I mean, you know, some of the onus has to be on the provider, but you know, with how busy everybody is nowadays, like being able to, like you said, ask the right questions is, is super important. And, you know, you got to go in there, you got to be ready. Cause and again, not, the doctor's not going to know the answers to all the questions, you know, and that's, that's why you're there. And, and if you don't feel like you're getting what you need, you don't need a medical doctor to get a lot of these tests done. You can do this on your own. You know, um, it's, it's pretty amazing how much you can do on your own that we didn't, I did not even, I knew until about like the last six months, you know, I mean, we, we're, you know, we're trying to get affiliated with this, um, this, um, I don't know if it would be called like a supplement company. It's a nutrition company and they, yeah. they, they do like a lot of like, um, um, like oral medication, yep. like, yeah. um, but it's like natural stuff. They have right? a, yeah, like a, um, a, a patent for specific, yeah. um, it's called liposomal, but like basically that most of their supplements are liposomal. So it would be typically sublingual and it gets in your bloodstream that way and the the particular technology that they use allows it to be um get to certain parts of the body without before it's broken down yeah right right and and i mean 
you would think that you'd have to have like some sort of like medical license to do that, you know, yeah. but we can do that as physical therapists. Yeah. It's great. And I think that, you know, it opens up the door for us too to help more people. And, and it's amazing how, you know, much more time we have with our patients and these questions come up. So um, even if you're a PT listening to this, it's, it's good to know the other stuff because you'd be surprised how much these patients open up to you and, and how much you can actually help them. Like yeah. we have that one patient that, you know, you worked with her a little bit on her gut issues yeah, and everything yeah. else. And like, she's just like doing so good now. And if she didn't have like the network and, and the, you know, the support here, then she probably would still just be, you know, dealing with it, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. it's just, it's, it's amazing how much impact you actually have on somebody by, you know, being able to relate to them as well, you know? So. No, I would say that, you know, for, for people wondering, oh, how do I, how do I do that? How do I prepare? How do I ask the right questions? The beauty of the internet, yeah. do some research. You know, you do research on your own, even if it's not, you're not researching the right stuff. It gives you ammo for questions to ask, things like that. And if you go to your provider, your PCP, whoever, even if it's your physical therapist and they get defensive because you're asking health related questions probably not their provider for you. You don't want your provider to get defensive once you start to infringe on their territory. It should be an open discussion. If you if you come in with, say, I, I found this article and they say, oh, that's really interesting. I haven't seen that. Can I see it? And then next time or even that time, they, they get back to you with a phone call or email and they'll be like, hey, I looked through that article. Fantastic stuff. Or they say, ah, it was really a poorly done study, right? Now you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. So you want it to be this this open, this this two way road rather than you bring it up and they just get defensive. And, oh, that's not the, the research I've seen. Right. Because I've had that happen in the past with me, too. I, I brought research on that guy that'll actually print it out and bring the papers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. And they'll be I like, think oh, everybody no, knows that's, that that's yeah, you. yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, no, that's that's not what I've seen. It's like I have it right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's right in my hand. Yeah. You, you can see it. Uh, so, yeah. So do some research on your own. It's it's out there. You just have to find it. And yes, it takes time and practice and, and a little bit of that education to be able to sift through it. But you don't necessarily have to do that. That's why you bring that. Even if it's bad research, it's okay. You brought it to the table. And now that provider has a place to start with you as opposed to just being like, oh, how do you feel? You know, how do you, you know, and just the general questions. Now they try to narrow down in a, in a five minute span. The clock's ticking. Oh, I only got three and a half minutes left. Uh, we haven't really narrowed down very far. All right, cool. Everything looks good. You're, you know, you're within normal limits on all the general stuff. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's, if they're getting defensive, it's usually for a reason. And whether they're just having a bad day, maybe, but it's most likely because they feel like they don't know the answer, you know, and it's their way around it. So um, if you feel like that that's happening to you, then yeah, you need to find somebody else for sure. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. That was yeah, that was good. That good. was a lot of that's a good shorty. Yeah, information yeah. in a short period of time. Yeah. Hopefully it hopefully it influences somebody because I mean I know I, I wrote an article not too long ago on that whole thing that we had just talked about and <laughs> it really impacted one of our patients. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's making some changes right now. So it's it's uh it it doesn't take much and even if it helps one person it was it was it's totally worth, it, worth yeah. the conversation. So um, yeah, we, we know that the, the healthcare system, it, it'll never be perfect. And, uh, you know, we do hear these stories a little, a little too often and it's unfortunate. Hopefully that gets better. Um, the best thing we can do is just bring awareness, like what we're doing today. Um, 
and you know, and that's the full intention of the podcast. So we've said it many times, but you got to be your own healthcare advocate, whether it's for physical therapy, whether it's for your own like health and wellness, fitness journey, any of those, you've got to be an advocate for yourself. So all we say is, listen, if you're the healthcare provider, um, we just ask that you don't be reckless with other people's health. And for all the patients that are listening, um, you shouldn't put up with those providers that are being reckless with yours. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at proformptma.com or on social media at proformptma. And remember, if you train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.